Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is the end of the year, so we are doing the worst breaches for 2022. Now, interestingly enough, I'm doing this on Saturday. Normally, my breaches of the week is on Sunday, uh, and so that will continue as normal, but I wanted to end this year with the breaches, and I think tomorrow I'll also do predictions on top of the regular breaches. But let's go through the worst breaches of 2022. Obviously, there were a million breaches. Now, the ones that I considered the worst, and as you know, I do breaches of the week every Sunday if you're a regular follower. Um, I went back through all of my notes looking at them because a lot of the, the regular articles, oh, the top 10 or whatever, have the most spectacular. But I wanted to do the ones that were the most impactful. They may not affect the most people. They may not affect uh, or, or have the most money stolen. But some of these are huge. Some of these you will remember. Some of these you might not. And also we're going to do honorable mentions and give out a grand prize. And I'll let you guess who that is uh, by the time we're done. So with that, let's get going here because we've got a lot of ground to cover. And uh, with that, let's start in January. These are for the most part in chronological order until we get to the honorable mentions and obviously our grand prize winner. And so with that, in January, crypto.com got hit. And basically the, the attackers compromised only 439 accounts but that was a combined over $30 million uh, U.S. stolen from crypto.com. That was one of the largest uh, and most complex data breaches in the cryptocurrency world. Although in 2022, we saw a lot of other cryptocurrency exchanges hit as well. But crypto.com, a big one for sure in that world. Moving on, also in January happened to be the Red Cross. That's right. This is the international relief organization that goes into war zones and helps people. And they had highly confidential information of over 515 thousand uh, individuals that they have helped expose. Now, this is obviously a very huge issue because the Red Cross basically helps the disadvantaged, refugees, detainees, missing persons. Like I said, they go into war zones. And so having this information uh, essentially released like this, especially refugees from uh, autocratic uh, countries or authoritarian countries, is a huge, huge concern uh, of, of these people being targeted within the Red Cross system, wherever the Red Cross is placing them. So placing them. So that is obviously a very huge thing. But we are not done because in February, Credit Suisse out of Switzerland was hit. And this was a bomb drop, uh, essentially, in the international political community. They exposed 30,000 customer accounts. Some of these accounts were like war criminals, drug traffickers, human traffickers, corrupt leaders, heads of state, this kind of thing, because the Swiss are known for their privacy. We are talking about over $100 billion under asset uh, of assets essentially exposed in these 30,000 uh, customers or so. And it was an amazing look at just to see how corrupt officials were moving and storing money out of their out of their uh, countries, not to mention the war criminals of the world basically squirreling things away. If they've got to get on that jet and escape because the revolution is coming, they're good. Credit Suisse, that was a huge black eye. And the European Union was investigating because, again, the last thing we want to do is help war criminals and human traffickers, not to mention corruption out there as well. So Credit Suisse was a huge one as well. In March, we saw Microsoft get uh, hacked by the Lapsus uh, ransomware gang, and we saw Cortana, Bing, several other products uh, from Microsoft being compromised in some way, shape, or form. But the silver lining here is that Microsoft claimed no customer data was affected. This obviously was a black eye for Microsoft, one of the largest platform providers in the world, not to mention one of the oldest technology companies in the world, uh, you know, going back as, as obviously they're one of the biggest. But this is a huge, huge problem because 
because obviously it undermines trust and credibility. That said, we didn't really see people jumping from Office 365 because they got hit. So Microsoft seemed to have weathered that storm. In May, we had one that I thought was another really interesting one and huge one. And this is Super VPN, Gecko VPN, and Chat VPN, all under the umbrella of one company or at least sharing common uh, infrastructure as they are uh, attempting to provide services. And this was interesting because this actually was breached in 2021, but it came to light in May of 2022, which is why I'm including it this year. And this was a huge one because 21 million users basically had all of the information uh, dumped on them. And this is a huge problem because VPNs are supposed to obfuscate traffic. They're supposed to obfuscate your connections and they are storing location data, original IP addresses and all of this. This is a very huge problem because a lot of dissidents around the world essentially use VPNs to mask their movements or mask their communications from their authoritarian governments. And users in China had all of their information exposed as well. So 21 million people worldwide using this, uh, it's very, uh, it's a very huge thing. This also underscores the importance of making sure that the VPN provider you are using is actually legitimate. And honestly, you get what you pay for. If you're using a free VPN, just expect it's being data mined, expect it has poor security controls. And here we are. And we are nowhere near done because in July, Twitter confirmed a data breach. Now, I mentioned this before, and I've mentioned all of these for the record in my breaches of the week going back to the entire year, but 5.4 million accounts were compromised. We later learned, interestingly enough, that multiple attackers use the same methodology to exploit the, the same vulnerability to get in and basically take this over and over and over 5.4 million and so this data set ended up in the hands of multiple hack criminal hacking groups. And we are talking about emails and phone numbers. But what's interesting about this, too, is that that data set included celebrities and other high profile people that were in Twitter. So you want like, I don't know, Angelina Jolie's phone number, you can go buy it in the dark web. And so obviously that's a that's a huge problem uh, for the celebrities and high profile people that tend to have stalkers and be targeted and all of that. Not to mention everybody else as well, which I think is equally important. Although not too many people are gonna be stalking me as opposed to like Angelina Jolie or somebody. So there you go. <clears throat> with that, we stick with July because Samsung had to declare a data breach as well. Now they disclosed this in September, but the actual attack happened in July. And then in August, they actually determined that personal information that of users from their Samsung.com accounts, meaning if you have a Samsung phone, you might have signed up for a Samsung account to get into the Samsung app store as Android allows third-party app stores like Samsung uh, to go on there. And they had personal information, essentially whatever you gave them, exposed in this July data breach that was disclosed in September. So if you have a Samsung.com account, you might want to check in with them. But again, if you're a regular follower of me, you already have. I hope. So there you go. Also in September, basically simultaneously, both Uber, the massive car uh, car share uh, service, and Rockstar Games, one of the premier uh, gaming companies out there, got hit almost simultaneously because the same attacker basically compromised both within the same time period. Now, interestingly enough, Uber was compromised so deeply that their internal tools were accessed as well as their Slack channels. And this isn't the first time that Uber's tried to downplay stuff. If you recall a few years ago, back, I believe it was 
2016, uh, they got everybody's credit cards stolen uh, out of Uber and they paid the attacker like $100,000, $150,000 to keep it quiet. That came to light a year later in 2017, which is why I've never used Uber since. And also on top of this, Rockstar Games, uh, makers of Grand Theft Auto, saw their upcoming GTA or Grand Theft Auto 6 information on the game details as well as videos of the gameplay and all of that leaked online. Pretty much a black eye for Rockstar. That said, I think people were still going to buy Grand Theft Auto if Grand Theft Auto was their thing. So Uber and Rockstar was a pretty spectacular hit simultaneously in the cybersecurity world this past September. Pretty interesting. Now, on top of that, Starting in September and going through October, we had the Los Angeles Unified School District. This is the second largest school district uh, in the United States behind New York. Uh, and then following them is Chicago. So we are talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of personnel and students. And essentially, the, the Vice Society linked to Russia stole over half a terabyte of data from the LAUSD. This was a huge, huge hit because we are talking about all personally identifiable information, all personal health information, conviction reports, uh, if they've got you know recidivists uh, in classes and all of that, not to mention psychological assessments on some students was stolen and basically put up for sale. So this was a huge, huge problem. Uh, LA Unified School District just really underscores why we need to keep not just our educational institutions, but all institutions uh, secure using good encryption, access control, all those different things, not to mention the education of the users. This was a massive one, a very serious problem for uh, LA, LA County, and the state of California. Now, keeping on with October, we had Optus. Optus right now is, is an interesting one, and I was all over this as other cybersecurity uh, personnel and researchers and, and you know basically people that were interested in this uh, were basically looking at this very deeply because it's being considered Australia's worst data breach ever. Now, Optus is the largest, along with their uh, parent company, they are the largest uh, pr provider of telecom across the entire continent and country of Australia. And so we are looking at 10 million Aussies that had their data exposed, which is about 40% of the population of Australia. That is a huge number. And it got to the point where 2.8 million Aussies were exposed so deeply that the Australian government classified them as theft and fraud risks. That is a huge thing. Now, in the wake of the Optus data breach, as well as their parent company, Australia created new cyber laws because of this. They moved very swiftly to start locking this down, to start enforcing uh, better standards for security controls on corporations in Australia that have customer information. So they're moving towards the GDPRs and stringent standards that other, other organizations or countries or organizations like the EU or countries are, uh, are working with. So this is a huge thing, and hopefully Australia will emerge stronger than ever in 2023. In November, we saw WhatsApp declare a data breach because a data set of 487 million users from 84 countries basically ended up on breach forums. Now, if you're a longtime follower or listener of mine, uh, you will know that I have been doing WhatsApp videos and podcasts and also on my radio show for years now talking about how WhatsApp is not as secure as Microsoft, as Facebook, uh, aka Meta claims. They say, oh, it's end-to-end -end encrypted, it's super private, only you and the recipient can read this. Obviously not if they're able to, if attackers are able to get in and scrape this much information and data uh, from um, 
you know, from Facebook who owns WhatsApp. But on top of this, we know we've known in the past that that uh, Facebook has allowed uh, third party, uh, basically third party contractors to read WhatsApp messages. Their AI reads those messages as well to tune it. And obviously people are reading what the AI is reading. So WhatsApp is a mess. If you're using WhatsApp, understand it is not secure uh, or as secure, I should say, as uh, Facebook, aka Meta claims that it is. Now, the largest uh, of the sets here that were hit we're from the United States of 32 million, the UK at 11 million, and Germany of 6 million. But again, 84 countries were hit to, to the tune of 487 million users. I'm wondering if India has a much larger data set given the population of India or Indonesia or, or some others where WhatsApp is very heavily in use, but I was not able to find those numbers. These are the largest numbers I could find. So while we have 32 million here in the US, I would reckon that, that it's very possible India, Indonesia, or some other places have much larger uh, uh, data sets of numbers that were hit. But again, this is what I've got. So with that, sticking in November, <clears throat> we also have Common Spirit Health. Now, this is one of the largest healthcare providers in the United States. It's based out of uh, Chicago and all of that. And they basically got 623,700 patients, um, at least, of uh, their personal health information hit. Now, here's the interesting part of this and why I added this. Aside from the fact it's probably the largest healthcare data breach in the United States for 2022, they have over 20 million patients in over a thousand plus locations across something like half of the states in the USA. And so it's very possible as they investigate this, that that 623,000 may go up and up and up. This is going to be a huge breach, I think. Uh, and and we, may, we might not see disclosures for months or a year or two or whatever. Uh, think about Equifax, how they just kept slowly upping that number from their 2017 breach or Dropbox, who initially said 7 million years ago. And then years after that said, oh, well, it was actually 70 million. We may see something like that here. Again, I don't know, but but I have a speculation on this because of, of who Common Health is and their size. So we'll see what's going on. And with that, let's go to the honorable mentions of 2022. So first things first, the nonstop cyber war in Ukraine. This was not one of the, it is obviously one of the worst breaches of 2022, but because this is ongoing, we're about 310, 315 days, if you didn't know, into uh, this war. It was supposed to be a three-day weekend war that Vladimir Putin was throwing. Obviously, that didn't happen, but this is nonstop. We are seeing cyber attacks across both borders being launched at Ukraine, launched from Ukraine at Russia, everywhere else being launched at Russia, and on and on and on. Uh, so we're going to see where this goes, but this is going to be nonstop. And so it's an honorable mention because, again, we'll be reporting on this through 2023. It's not like the war is stopping today. Uh, because uh, it's about to turn midnight uh, over in Eastern Europe. So here we go. On top of that, we had Ronin Crypto Exchange. They got taken for way more than Crypto.com. Um, but interestingly enough, Crypto.com tended to be the more complex attack from what I was reading. And so $625 million is nothing to slouch at, but Ronin Crypto Exchange got hit. Uh, Kiwi Farms is another one um, that actually brings a smile to my face. Kiwi Farms uh, basically was credited with some of the most vile 
forums on the planet that that actively uh, were harassing people, doxing people. Uh, there was at least one confirmed suicide by a transgendered individual uh, because of uh, essentially attacks launched from members of the Kiwis Farms Forum. And so ethical hackers, or I, sh I don't know if I should say ethical hackers, but hackers went to work on Kiwi Farms, shutting it down. No hosting provider would take it anymore. Even the shadier ones uh, that, that essentially are hosting some of like the neo-Nazi sites wouldn't take them. And so Kiwi Farms was essentially defunct. And quite frankly, that makes humanity better. So I am really glad for that data breach. And I don't say that often, but Kiwi Farms is the worst of the worst. On top of that, we had Toyota. Yes, Toyota, the massive car maker, 300,000 users of their T-Connect telematic service was hit, uh, basically, or I should say exposed by virtue of, of everything else. This was, I think, part of the SiriusXM hit as well, which I did not mention in this video, but SiriusXM had a huge problem with multiple car brands uh, exposing what's called an API. And those in cybersecurity know exactly what that is. But basically exposing an API that should not have been exposed that could potentially get you into your car. So Toyota is one of many brands, but specifically their T-Connect was one of the worst hit uh, as a result. On top of this, Twilio, which was a black eye for cybersecurity, their messaging platform, but they also offer uh, multi-factor authentication platforms like Authy and some other things that are very popular in the cybersecurity community. And so uh, only 125 users or excuse me, customers were hit out of, we're talking like 100 million or so, or things like 80, between 80 and 100 million customers of uh, Authy as well as other Twilio products. So, so it was a small breach, but nevertheless, that was a very concerning breach for us in the cybersecurity community. On top of this, earlier this year, we saw Neopets get hit for 69 million users having their data exposed. Not a good day for the Neopets uh, platform or gaming world. On top of that, Marriott this year also experienced their seventh data breach in less than a decade. Uh, that was obviously another huge thing. This one coming out of the BWI or Baltimore International Airport Hotel uh, and Marriott uh, notified those customers specifically. But Marriott just has not gotten it together in terms of data breaches, having one of the worst a few years back, exposing everybody, obviously, including myself. So here we are. On top of this, we also had Cash App. Yes, the popular cash moving platform, 8.2 million users had some of their data released. And so those were your honorable mentions for 2022. But now we got to talk about the grand prize. I actually took a lot of crap for this one, but this is hands down, I think, the worst one out there, and it's not just because it's affecting customers worldwide, but it's also deeply affecting the trust, I think, uh, that people have in the cybersecurity community, and that is LastPass. That's right. There are a lot of IT providers out there that are resellers of LastPass that everybody's got black eye uh, right now because of this. Now, interestingly enough, and like I said, this one has been a bit of an odyssey because this first came to light in August of this year. They swore up and down in August that the customer side of their infrastructure wasn't touched. They were using a methodology that they called zero knowledge, which essentially was equating to what they were considering air gapping, meaning a physical separation between their business production entities and the customer data. I immediately came out with this in August on videos, podcasts, and my radio show saying this doesn't make sense. What does zero knowledge actually mean to LastPass? We have no understanding of the application of this. And I got a lot of pushback, including from colleagues of mine saying, oh, Nick, they're being transparent and all of this. And I say, no, I don't think they are. 
they really, I, I don't think this is happening. And so I then created in the beginning of December, uh, before more stuff broke, as some other information came out, where uh, essentially uh, LastPass said, well, some of our customer information might have been hit and all of that in the beginning of December. So I created a video slash podcast called It's Time to Replace LastPass. Again, I got pushback. Nick, what are you talking about? They're talking about their cryptology. They said they're applying AES-256 encryption, which is a known good encryption. But how are they applying this? How are they actually doing that to their customer information, the, meaning the password store that you have as a LastPass customer? And on the heels of that, about a week later, later in December, it was then disclosed that all of the password stores were hit by the attackers as well. And so this is exactly what I was talking about. There is no or hasn't been full transparency. LastPass has been trying to cover their butt. And I understand the balance between their need for marketing and their survivability because this is a life-ending event for a company that prides itself on being a secure place to store your passwords. And that was a huge problem. And once that information came to light, Everybody started looking into what zero knowledge is. The questions that I had back in August, I'm not being arrogant about this, but my point here is if you're in cybersecurity and you are watching or listening to this, and it's a PowerPoint presentation if you're watching this uh, for the record, my point here is we have to read between the lines. We have to understand that companies want their best interests first customer interest second. And it's very rare to see that reverse. It does happen. But most companies look at this as a life ending event, and they are not being direct or honest, or because I've been doing breaches of the week for years and years and years, I track when these companies say, Oh, yes, we got a little bit hit. And then six months later, Oh, my God, the whole world is burning down because they think the dust is settled. So so this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is what I'm underscoring. And what really put the nail in the coffin for this is that we then learned that the encryption methodology that LastPass was using was super weak. It was something like 5,000 iterations, uh, you know, to basically uh, potentially hit a password where most of the other password makers are 100,000 plus iterations and on and on and on. So, so this is uh, a huge issue because apparently it's coming to light that these may, these customer password vaults may be easier to crack than, than LastPass was letting on. And a lot of cybersecurity researchers looking into the crypto uh, cryptology of this are coming to the conclusion that, yeah, LastPass has not been really, really on it. They've not really been keeping up with encryption technology, which, again, was, was what I was saying. What is zero knowledge to them? They aren't being, uh, you know, complete with this. I can go to other password makers. I'm not going to mention them, but I've literally read white papers on here's how our encryption is applied. Here's the methodology. Here's the standards and certifications that we use, like FIPS 140-2, which is a very common known good encryption uh, application method. So, so this is this is what I'm talking about. We have to make sure that we are being transparent uh, when we are going through data breaches. And so LastPass, I don't want to say tried to cover it up, but they were trying to not be as transparent intentionally uh, to basically say, oh, it's fine. We have encryption. Well, great. I, I can install encryption too. But if it's DES as opposed to AES, anybody can crack that. I can teach a third grade class how to walk right through that. Or how I apply my AES, whether it's 256 or whatever, these, this is what we're talking about. And so this is a huge thing. So those were your massive breaches of 2022. LastPass takes the grand prize. But again, this was a crazy, crazy year for data breaches. And thank you. 
please feel free to subscribe. I always need the followers and, uh, and, you know, and here it is. And if I miss something, let me know. I'd like to think, I'd like to, I'd like to hear from you. Basically, Nick, you're an idiot. You missed this huge ass breach. Totally fine by me. I'd love to hear from you on that. What do you think was the worst breach? Were you caught up in any of these breaches? I'd love to hear about that as well. Not because I'm going to go looking for your information, but because are you doing anything? Is there anything outstanding in your life that you are trying to, you know, trying to take care of here? So with that, I'll leave you at that. Worst breaches of 2022. I hope everybody has a great new year. I hope data breaches are non-existent in 2023. I'm not holding my breath, but I do hope they are way less and way less impactful to you, me, and everybody else in the world. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. Please ring that bell. I do need subscribers. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.